<laughs> Welcome everybody, Miracles Laughing. It because is you did a countdown that sounds like you're dancing. I did. Uh, guys, it is episode 40. That is right, 4-0 are of Pop gonna, Culture Crisis. Are you going to throw a 40-year-old party well, before, as a funeral? Before you ask that, I need to know who you are. Introduce yourself, please. Miracle Sam, nice to meet you. That would be funny if like you never met me and you're like, I don't know who you are until you um, introduce yourself. Like how video games are, yeah. where they're like, question mark, question mark, what is her name? Yep, that's, that's exactly what it and is. Every day you come in, I'm like, who are you? Who are you? I don't know who you are. Well, is this stranger? Exactly. Please introduce I, yourself. I have no idea. So. And you unlock a new character. Exactly. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, and guys, that is Miracle Sam. Yes. My name is Brett, and this is episode 40 of Pop Culture mm-hmm. Crisis. It's hard to believe that we've done 40 of these already. What do you um, want to do? The funny thing is, is, guys, we were about eight minutes into recording this, uh, and Miracle Shh. knocked a light loose, and I was like, we could we could just edit, but I'm just going to start over because, uh, first of all, she also yawned no, at I the didn't. beginning um, because I'm making her record earlier than usual today, so I'm punishing her uh, a little bit. I didn't bit. yawn. Nobody has proof of this. Plus, uh, if you guys are, uh, if you, uh, you can't see this if you're listening on Spotify, but she looks like she's going to fill in uh, potholes uh, as part of a road crew today. Mm-hmm. She's wearing brown corduroys and a and a lighter brown hoodie underneath which looks like a Carhartt anime combo package that is just well aren't you happy today I didn't wear my Timberlands uh, I am and I'm also happy that you didn't lift your foot up uh, to show me that you're not wearing your Timberlands and pulled the light loose I know that, that's uh, what happened that but is what yeah, happened I wore my black heels today how you doing today I'm great what about you sir I'm very good uh, we've mm-hmm. got uh, things are changing here. Uh, our friend Luke and Sarah are leaving. Like we're. Uh, I know Sarah wants to like basically kidnap me from the company. Go like you're hiding in the trunk and you're coming t- with us to Florida. I can't leave without you. They could do that. That would be very good. Uh, that'd be funny. Like I mean, it would be a bummer for me. Yeah. Because then I wouldn't have a co-host. I'd have to have uh, Dane can- come on. <laughs> uh, Dane's going to be uh, here on, on Wednesday. Wednesday, you uh, get to finally meet the famous Dane. Yes, the one I always tell you guys to please make happy and follow our social medias yep. uh miracle keeps looking at herself in the mirror what uh, mirror? in the camera in the camera guard move this way a little bit please <laughs> there you go just just a tiny bit yeah perfect uh, it, yeah it's a glamour shot the camera loves you oh Th- yeah i know isn't that creepy oh it's very creepy huh? you remember old time hollywood when they yeah. used to say that <laughs> yeah and they um, used to say that to 14 year olds on the casting yeah it's real <laughs> oh well i was gonna say that until you made that comment now i can't make that <laughs> creepy because like um most of the early actresses they started young i really don't want to think about that we're gonna talk think about shirley temple we're gonna She's be like, talking about more uh, crackers in my soup they're like <laughs> you look good on the camera do more, oh, surely. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a it's a well known fact that if you're if you're watching, uh, like if if it's Hollywood, the kids are likely screwed up. Mm, they're always screwed up, guys. Uh, what we would like you to do also is please follow us on mm-hmm. social media. We are on Twitter at Pop Culture underscore Show. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like I said, Dane would love for you to follow us on there, and he would also love it if you followed us on Facebook and on. What's it called? TikTok. TikTok. At Pop Culture Crisis. We really appreciate you follow over there. You can also check the videos out if you watch it on Spotify, if you watch it on Pandora, on Amazon Music, Miracles Making Faces, and also on Apple Podcasts. It's available on all those platforms. And if you watch the videos on YouTube, please uh, don't just watch the videos. Uh, like, like, the, share, like, the, like, share, subscribe to the channel, please. We would very much appreciate that. Don't forget to hit the bell notification, too. Yes. And if you, uh, and if you do... Uh, uh, watch on 
on YouTube, you can also then click in the description box, and that has the list to the Spotify playlist. We really appreciate you guys following us over there. Watching it on all platforms if possible. I have a friend who like watches the YouTube segments yeah. at, at work, mm-hmm. uh, but then listens to the Spotify playlist uh, when she's uh, to the full episodes on Spotify Aww. on the way home. So that's cute. That's, uh, that's, that's what us. some of our fans do, too. Like the one who named our famous little anxiety tiger. Yep. She does the same thing where I'm, I'm assuming it's a she because it, they have really nice comments sometimes um and if it's a, and if they're nice that makes them a woman oh okay we're gonna go sexist here mm-hmm. but um i'm standing up for men on this one okay fine but usually the men one like there's i can't say it on here because that's kind of weird it's like one of somebody who uh in early days like the time of the year where they call them simps oh boy yeah oh guys don't be a simp please please don't be a simp. they're a simp for brett i don't want anybody simping for me <laughs> There is sin for Brett, and he doesn't want to admit it. That's kind of creepy. Um, hey, that's not true. She's lying, guys. I'm not lying. They they are they they simp for miracle. It's guys don't simp for other guys. Guys <laughs> simp for girls. No, yep. imagine like <clears throat> imagine The Rock getting simps in his DMs. Well, yeah, I mean a guy like that's got female simps, but that's that's The Rock. I said male. Oh well, that's I'm sure he does. He probably does. He's famous. But yeah, um, I just want to say thank you to all our fans. Some of them go watch us in Cast Castle to see what we're doing behind the scenes, and they support us through there too. Yes. So I'm appreciative of all of you guys. She is very appreciate appreciative. She said appreciative. What did I? Oh, really? Did uh, I say it wrong? I, th- I don't know. <laughs> is this like another Dane thing where you? You're going to start bullying me because he says bully. We're going to bring that up on Wednesday. We're yeah. Gonna, we're going to bully him about his the way he says bully. Bully. It's okay. The, he just has an accent. We love Dane. Dane's we like, love Dane. Dane's like my favorite person here. Now he's going to be here more because he's living down here. Oh, yeah. Yep. I was supposed to watch his dog because Lydia asked me to. <laughs> but he That's never, weird that he didn't ask you. Yeah, she asked me and I said, sure. And he never brought his dog over. What a jerk. What a jerk. We're going to talk about it uh, on Wednesday. So, guys, we're going to cover Peacemaker being the highest rated DC show, which Woo. I do think is a, is a good thing. The uh, the rumor that won't die, which is Idris Elba supposedly uh, in talks Yee. to play James Bond. It, it's, it really is the rumor that never dies. It's my favorite one. It's it's her favorite one. And my uh, personal favorite, that this is somebody one told, somebody told me to cover, which was Holly Madison in the Playboy cult. And what I like I think of is more of it's, re- it's revising history after the fact, which I, I, I kind of take issue with. Uh, mm-hmm. And then for Podluck, we're going to talk about a, a film studio in outer space. So Elon Musk, uh, eat your heart out. I'm excited about that. And mm-hmm. Logan Paul and KSI proving that they are masters of uh, both online promotion and uh, getting any type of... Pr- yeah, this story's weird. It's A guy tries to sell them an NFT and it, uh, it, the reaction. It's the opposite of good branding, but somehow it does still get them promotion. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about all that. So without further ado, Miracle, what, uh, what do you think first? I think we start with uh, Peacemaker. Yeah. Okay. We're supposed to go in order, unless you want to. I say that like I give you a choice. I'm like, I'm picking the order. Too bad. Too bad. Too bad. We're talking. He's a dictator in uh, this dictatorship. I'm in charge. I'm in charge here. Yeah. So, (laughs) Uh, this article is from CBR, and it says Peacemaker beats Wonder Woman as the DCEU's highest reviewed project. Mm -hmm. Shortly after its series premiere, HBO Max's Peacemaker became the highest reviewed project in the DC Extended Universe, just ahead of Wonder Woman. What's interesting about this is I would have thought that the Suicide squad that james 
James Gunn made, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the one that was kind of a prequel to this would have been the highest rated. Uh, I, I actually do think it was as good of a movie just in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. But I, I do want to know, is, is, I, I think I already asked, is, is this something that you would ever do? Would you ever look to critics? Uh, I've got Rotten Tomatoes up here as well. I know you would. Uh, no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. What, what I'm saying is that in the history of the world, mm -hmm. in the history of all mankind, since movie theaters have been a thing and Rotten Tomatoes and other critics have existed, nobody, nobody has ever been like, honey, Let's go see a movie, and then Miracle. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, well, and you, and you say, okay, let's go see a movie. What should we see? And then I'm like, I don't know. Let's find out what a bunch of random people I don't know think about movies. Like I know that people read them, mm -hmm. uh, and they might like uh, choose to not see something that gets really, really, really bad reviews. But in general, I don't think that's as much of a thing now as it used to be. Mm -mm. But um, you did ask me. No, I wouldn't. As long as some, I just ask this. I'm like, sure. I don't care what we're watching, but who's paying? See that typical woman. Hey. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, it's, it's a joke. No, usually I pay for my own ticket when I go with friends. I'm like, it's well, fine. Yeah, you should. Yeah, why would your friends be paying for your? No, because like when Rogue One, like Star Wars Rogue One, my friend legit bought all the tickets for the premiere because they were probably because they were a Star Wars junkie mm -hmm. and wanted everybody to go with them because they wanted everyone to experience it with them. Yeah, that's the power of a fandom. <laughs> exactly. So I got to watch that um, premiere day, and then um, ever since working here, I technically don't pay for no, movie no, tickets. Well, we, not when we go for work. Uh, so it says uh, <laughs> with only four episodes out yeah, so far. Judging me for no reason. Yes. Peacemaker has become the highest reviewed project in the DC Extended Universe. According to Forbes, HBO Max's The Suicide Squad spinoff currently has the highest score of any DCEU project. Okay, so I was right about that. Mm -hmm. uh, with 94%, uh, a 94% score on the tomato meter. This puts Peacemaker just ahead of Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman uh, starring Gal Gadot from 2017, which comes in at 93%. Mm -hmm. This is great. Even more, I'm moved uh, by how many people all around the world are coming to love Chris, Leota, Adrian, Emilia, and John. Uh, oh, they went. That's so weird. They went by their character names rather yeah. than their. Uh, I was the so confused. I, I was like, like, "Who's Chris?" I was like, "John Cena's name is John, not Chris." No, I was so confused because I was like, "Why is there?" They list all the characters excluding John Cena because it says John. No, Chris is Chris is his character's name. I know, but I didn't think of that at first yeah. because I read it all the way to John, and I was like, "They oh, only say John's okay, real yeah. name." Um. John is Economos. Uh, mm -hmm. That's so funny. Yeah, I was like, Adrian. is like, who's Amelia? Oh, that was when it clicked. I'm like, oh, Harcourt. Uh, it says, series creator James Gunn said this on behalf of the whole cast and crew. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, what I think that this proves more than anything is that DC needs to have faith in like letting their directors and their writers do their damn jobs yep. and not letting these uh, very, very out of touch studio executives get involved because it used to be that if the studio executives got involved right it was because mm -hmm. they were trying to head something off of the past or they had some type of focus group that felt like something else should be in there mm -hmm. um and we were going to cover a story a few weeks ago from a show called woke uh, Ew, nope. where they uh no the, but the article was about how the the producers got involved right away and mm -hmm. ruined the show like yep. it was going to be a satire mm -hmm. that was going to poke fun at both sides and the studio got involved and inevitably ruined it by yeah. with the producer notes. And For what I'm sure. finding in and this is kept this has happened with DC projects 
for as long as I can remember, yeah. Christopher Nolan was allowed to do whatever he wanted because Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan is Christopher Nolan. Yeah. You're not going to tell him how to make his movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the reason Marvel uses no name, uh, unknown directors or people with like one or two credits yeah. because they don't have the... The I don't what would the word be the the pull yeah. or the uh, the gravitas to be able to be like uh, no I'm going to tell my vision and you're going to let me do so mm-hmm. they don't have the track record of the resume mm-hmm. so they have to make what the studio wants yep. James Gunn has that resume James Gunn's uh, given leeway to make these choices because it's what he wants to talk about it's the stuff he wants to do mm-hmm. uh, and what we found is that when they let these directors and these writers tell the story they want to tell yep. inevitably it connects better with with audiences. Yeah, right yeah. there. No, like my nose was like all of a sudden clogged up. Is this something that happens in like uh, like you're more of an anime fan than me? Is this something that happened like? Do, I mean, th- it feels like that's very creator oriented, right? They let these creators yeah, tell their let, stories. They let the creators create their stories. There is like some edits here and there. Well, you still need edit. It's mm-hmm. like with comic books and manga, you still need editors to be able to tighten the story up. But that's not. Yeah. Uh, that's but we're talking but, studio executives, not editors. Well, it depends. Like, are you talking about like the actual anime or like the actual live action? Uh, either or I'm saying either are these com- I mean I'm assuming it's more common in the live action yeah it's edits. more common because the live action they want to condense it down to like one hour or mm. two hours like my favorite anime series Bleach they made a live action and a lot of it was condensed down I thought it was good if you never watched it before if you'd never seen the yeah if you'd never seen the series before I thought it was good but it still like skips over a lot of things there was a lot of plot holes in it but if you don't pay attention to it it should be fine that's one of the problems with that type of storytelling right it's Mm -hmm. like you're taking something that's long and expansive and has all this lore and you're and you're boiling it down into something so Mm -hmm. so much different than what it would normally be yeah i believe they condensed it down from season one but but what i'm talking about here isn't even Mm -hmm. that this is talking about producers who are like shorten it just to shorten it so we can fit in more Mm -hmm. more show times shorten it uh, add this in add this type of dialogue uh, when they have, they're not creatives; they're mm-hmm. executives. Uh, and what we find is that when executives get involved, mm-hmm. it always makes the storytelling worse. That's what they did with uh, Full Metal Alchemist, like okay. their live action. They kind of did that. That's what I How saw. So? Um, so they, so Full Metal Al- um, Alchemist. If you're not familiar, um, there's a lot of alchemy in it. Um, Go figure. So, not shit. Uh, but yeah, um, basically, it's a revolving two brothers one of them is named edward he has another brother i can't remember but his brother's soul basically is transferred into um uh a armor suit like a knight armor suit and you're saying that the producers got involved and made changes to yeah the, they made to changes street. because like they had like these things that um i forgot what they're called but they they're all based on the seven deadly sins mm-hmm. and like they didn't really explain them well they were like yeah so there's lust and then there's uh, Raph and then Gluttony. Mm-hmm. It's just like over here, like running towards people. Ignore that bottle. Mm-hmm. Running towards people with a mouth on its stomach. Like okay. they never explain it. And you think that was cut out by the by mm-hmm. the studio? I okay. think so. If like the studio had a chance to explain it more. Okay. So let's let's keep going. It says coming into the third uh, coming in third on the list was Suicide Squad twenty twenty one with a ninety percent, also written and directed by Gunn, from which Peacemaker spins out of. Currently, the lowest reviewed project is David Ayer's Suicide Squad. This is what I'm talking about. That is that movie is literally famous for being hacked up by the studio. It was it, in the end, I think it was actually edited by a trailer company. Yeah. Like, it was edited by a company that makes trailers, not a company that makes movies. Which yeah. is why all the scenes look like weird music videos. 
that are cut together. It's unintelligible, and mm-hmm. it's completely different from the original trailer uh, that they had made, which was very dark, very uh, emotive, and very heavy-handed. And then yeah. after that, all the trailers were light and funny and had all the stuff that didn't really fit. Mm-hmm. And that's clearly all producer and studio interference yeah. uh, in them, in David Ayer trying to tell his story. <laughs> uh, and of course, this happened with... Uh, it happened less with Batman vs Superman, but in Justice League they did the same thing. They hacked the movie up and they brought in Joss Whedon to turn it into something funny when it wasn't supposed to be a funny project. And what you get is this weird, unintelligible garb that doesn't really make any garble that doesn't make any sense. Garble. And they did the same thing with um, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the they knew that they weren't going to make the fans of the original trilogy happy. Mm-hmm. They knew that the fans of the Last Jedi weren't going to be happy because they were going to try to make the fans from the original trilogy happy. And in the end, it becomes this weird mess that nobody enjoys. Yeah. Right. And weirdly turns Ray into a star-crossed lover thing with mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just just weird <laughs> uh, with her abuser. But we like weird. Uh, no, no, not not in that case. We don't. It's uh, that that's like corporate weird. That's even that's worse that's like uh (laughs) that's that's trying to please everyone and ending up pleasing nobody Mm -hmm. and the final product ends up becoming something that isn't anything like the original take or what the director wanted at all Mm -hmm. so it says uh it says i wouldn't let them put out eight gun said in a recent interview they wanted to put out all eight i said no way no chance in hell we're putting out all eight they're talking about the amount the episodes Mm -hmm. they released the first three all at once and then they're doing the rest weekly there's just too many things that happen in episode eight that i could just not let get out there it would absolutely be spoiled you know i wouldn't let i wouldn't even let them give it to one uh one place or anything like that because it wasn't i just didn't want it to be out there so they wouldn't let them give screeners or anything for people to to see uh announces a television series in 2020 peacemaker picks up after the events of the suicide squad that's interesting that they announced peacemaker before the suicide squad even came out because the suicide squad came out in 2021 it's because people didn't have faith in it so they're like nope that's the opposite they must have had faith in it because they announced the tv series before the movie even came out and the character did well. no i meant the movie explain that so because we already had a suicide squad movie okay the terrible one that mm-hmm. everybody hates. So maybe they just lost fate in it and they were like, oh, we're making this new TV show on this character that you never seen before. Let's see how people react. If they announced the show in 2020, the, the, the new Suicide Squad movie would have already had to have been well into the production process. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. I mean, maybe they had focus groups or they did test screenings of the movie and his character did particularly well. Mm-hmm. With audiences that got a chance to see advanced screenings of it, yeah, I could see that. Um, but I, I just know that uh, this proves with this show being so much higher rated. Like they said, it's a ninety-four percent tomato meter and an eighty-four audience score. That's pretty close uh, when you think about it. Most things these days, if the uh, if the audience likes it, mm-hmm. the critics tend to hate it, yeah, and vice versa. If you know, uh, and it's it, always it, like that, and it seems like that's the way, at least within the sphere of popular culture and comic book movies and stuff like that it's, mm-hmm. it's all kind of falls into that realm where <laughs> we hate what critics have to say about it because they're all mm-hmm. elitist and uh think they're think they're fantastic yeah um and, and and then they always have this kind of uh disdain for like audiences getting what they want you to they love it when directors subvert expectations they hate it when audiences actually get what they want yeah uh, they think of it as something to do with the artistic integrity or something like that. It's it, in the end of the at the end of the day, this is still a money making business. Making movies, well, making television. Well, well, boo hoo for them. Yeah, for the for the critics. So, 
So I don't know. Uh, I, I'm excited. I, I've enjoyed Peacemaker as a show. Uh, you've been mm. average to... You've had an average uh, response to it, but yeah. I've, I've enjoyed it uh, tremendously. Uh, and I'm excited to see it. I know that Gunn is going back to Marvel to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3 nice. right now. So uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'm excited because he seems to be very happy about episode 8. Mm-hmm. So that's that's weeks away now. So we will go back and we will get to that uh, when we can. But mm-hmm. I do think that it's uh, it's a show that you guys should be watching. And it is, like I said, now the highest rated show that they've got going on right now. Watch it. Watch it. So Even though John Cena sucks. Miracle is not a fan uh, of John Cena. Mm, is, nope. What? Can you tell me why? Other than the one that I, I think of, why, why is it that you don't like him? I don't him? know. I just think like... Do you mean as an actor? like, Or do you think like he's just I just a, don't like him as an actor. Okay. You just don't... See, I think he does a great job in the well, show. Well, because you said he plays so well as the douchebag. He plays so well as a, a douchebag who puts up a douchey facade to hide the fact that he's basically just a child inside. Ugh. Miracle's I like, I don't care that much. I don't care. That's... I'm the only one who actually likes this crap. Yeah, you like James Gunn a lot. No, I I, I like uh, well uh, that's a lot. I like the I like these projects because I feel like he he manages to break the mold from what they're normally doing in these in these movies, which mm-hmm. is all very cookie cutter and boring. Yeah, uh, I do admit that the humor is kind of. Uh, it's very early 2000s humor. Yeah. Uh, it's not the most, you know, but nowadays you're not even allowed to be funny. Everything's offensive. So I'll take any humor I can get at this point. That's true. So uh, in, in a world where literally everything is offensive to someone, somebody who can make me laugh is uh, it's a very Aww. hard thing to. You sound like a girl like who's like talking about what kind of guy she likes. As long as they make me laugh, it's fine. Which is a lie. Everyone knows that that's a lie. As long as he can make me laugh and he has a very large bank account, she means. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. I like humor. Sure. Oh. Do you? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Really? I'm a personality person. Legit, when I was younger, I thought I was pansexual because I only like personality, but then... It really shows how young you are, <laughs> are that when you were younger, you uh, pansexual was even a thing. Yeah, but um, later I found out, no, I, I might... I think i just like personality in guys well that's fair women enough. scare me I'm, I'm not sure if i buy that but uh we'll we'll we'll, mm-hmm. we'll give you the benefit of the doubt here <laughs> women scare me sometimes okay uh we're gonna talk <laughs> uh we're gonna talk idris elba e. we are gonna talk about the fact that this is literally at this point the rumor that will never die mm-hmm. i think this rumor's been going on as long as you've been alive yep um okay maybe not that long but at least for at least as long as he was doing the show Luther uh, on the BBC, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Look, he's he's British. He wears a suit. He could be James Bond." That's like li- that's literally like all day. They're like, "He's British, and he's mm-hmm. kind of got a vague. See, he's tall. He's yeah. good looking. He's a fantastic I think he actor." Could do it. I, here's my problem with it, though. Mm-hmm. At this point, when you pick a James Bond, uh, you have to pick. Age has to be important yeah. because this has to be something where. Sorry, I'm not yawning at your fun facts. Go. At, <laughs> um, Eat your Selba. No, I'm, mic- I'm marking mm-hmm. a note here. 23. Fire Miracle. Oh. 20, fair, yeah, we're going to Fire Miracle and we're going to report incident at 23 minutes as the reason why. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, when you pick an actor to do this, mm-hmm. you have to choose someone younger because yeah. you're not going to do just one movie. You hire these people on to do three, four, five movies. I think, yeah. let's see, Pierce Brosnan did four 
and I think James Craig or James Craig <laughs> Daniel James? Craig did five. I think mm-hmm. he did he did um Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Spectre, uh Skyfall, and then uh Die uh No Time to Die. Mm-hmm. So you're getting four or five movies out of them. He did uh Casino Royale in two thousand six. Yeah. So that came out uh what's that now? That's almost 25 years or almost 20 years ago uh 16 years ago so that's a lot of um that's a lot of time that you have to do this idris uh go ahead and look up how find out for me how old idris elba is please so it says fans demand Idris Elba to play James Bond are not falling. Uh, fan demand in this article is from TMZ guys. It says fans demands for Idris Elba to play James Bond are not falling on deaf ears. Oh, he's only forty nine. Okay, but still fifty. That's that means if he was to play it for twenty years, he'd be almost seventy. But he still looks good. But he has to be able to do the action scenes and be believable mm-hmm. in in fifteen years is what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, so if he's sixty five years old, that's going to be very very difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, is there anybody? Is there an actor that you can imagine doing that into that uh, into that age? Jackie Chan doesn't really do it anymore. Well, Jackie Chan's just old old. He can't be older than sixty. Uh, we're gonna search that up. Keanu Reeves is fifty-five or something like, or actually, it, like Keanu Reeves is an example of somebody who can do it, but he's fifty-five. Tom too. Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is what? Also, Jackie Chan is sixty-seven. Okay, find out for, for me how old uh, Tom Cruise is. Okay, we're just searching up ages now. And remember, Tom Cruise started Mission Impossible when he was like in his twenties. He's 30s. fifty-nine. Okay, so he's all, he's sixty. Uh, what that, about Will Smith? Will, okay, the, but the point is that you can't—you're not expecting any of these people to start now yeah. and go 15 years out. Maybe That's, they could. I don't think so. I, I think I, they I can think survive. So. Uh, it's okay, but then okay, you shouldn't be looking to survive. You should be looking to thrive. And I don't mm-hmm. think you thrive doing this role in 15 years. <coughs> uh, two producers who are key to the franchise: Barbara Broccoli and mm-hmm. Michael G. Wilson. Barbara Broccoli—that's the. Um, I, I, it's the uh, Alfred Broccoli. I've Albert Bro- Albert Broccoli is the mm-hmm. creator of uh, owned the rights to the franchise. Okay. Um, uh, dished on Daniel Craig's final outing as the MI6 agent and gave a bit of insight into who could potentially succeed him in future installments. And sure enough, Idris came up. You literally can't have this discussion without him coming up anymore. He must get a kick out of it. Yeah. Like he He's probably like, just, nope. He just waits for it in interviews to figure out why. Now, one thing they could do, uh, maybe do like a one-off. Like a kind of like how DC does Elseworlds stories. Do What's a what Elseworlds? Like where it's like an alternate timeline. Oh, it's uh, like Marvel What If. Yeah, but okay. it, but it's like yeah, but it's not. Car- it's you know like it's uh like um Gotham Gotham by Gaslight the animated okay, movie yeah. that's an example of, mm-hmm. of an Elseworlds story. Yeah. Uh, it you know James Bond in the eighteen hundreds during uh in London during Jack the Ripper. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you could do an Elseworlds story where uh it's just a one off movie where Idris Elba plays James Bond close to retirement yeah. and you tell a unique. Uh, kind of something that you wouldn't expect from a James Bond movie. That I think is a perfect example mm-hmm. of something you could do. That's a good with him. Is that pitch. and you could shoot it, mm-hmm. uh, and it kind of becomes like their own version of the multiverse, right? So mm-hmm. you hire uh, Henry Cavill or David Tennant or yeah. uh, who's the other one that we, we we talked about a couple of people, but uh, I think Henry I Cavill. I want Jason Momoa. It's. <laughs> Again, we're gonna we're gonna fire Miracle for that one too. What is wrong with that? Uh, I think it'd be funny. It, he's not British. Shh, it, he can fake it. He can't fake it. Yeah, he, he can. can't fake it. 
Robert Downey Jr. just barely manages to fake it when he does Sherlock Holmes. And even then, British people can fake American accents. Well, Very okay. few Americans can fake British accents. Come on. Come on. I think he can do it. If you hire the right person to be, like, um, the perfect, like, speech coach, I think he could do it. And he's only 42. Come on. And for that, we should hire a dude who looks nothing like James Bond to be James Bond. What he's if he... going to have to cut his hair. No, he doesn't. You do not get to have... <laughs> okay. You don't get to have, like, there's, no, there's never going to be a female James Bond. Mm-hmm. And there's never going to be a long-haired man bun James Bond. No. Or there shouldn't be. You can be very suave of a long bun. But James Bond does not have that hair. Okay. <laughs> okay. It would be like, okay, who's your favorite character in all of uh, Entertainment Miracle? Oh, what do you mean by anything? Character? Anything character that you love that's been preferably something that's been played by multiple uh, multiple people or something that's like a a, a popular animated character, and then uh, Merlin. Okay, imagine uh, Merlin with a buzz cut. Uh, <laughs> he could imagine Merlin with a buzz cut wearing uh, dickies uh, and, and like a, a tank top. I think he could. Come on. No. Come on. No. Where's you're, you're ruining it for where's everyone. Where's the jelfs? Where's the jelfs? I don't know what that means. Oh, uh, it's the same thing like milf. Yeah, I know. But but a, I don't know the, a what? A jelf. I don't know what the J is for. It's a G. It's a. It's, it's like gif. That would be gilf, not jelf. Nope, I'm pronouncing. J is a J sound. Okay, well, I was like, what is that Jamaican? I like to. Uh, uh, nope, 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 nope. Um, uh, nope. Jamba juice. I'd like to. I I have no idea, but I know that it's not J. It's no, but Duh. how come GIF and JIF? It's G- he. The guy says GIF. G- he's wrong. Okay, I know he I'm invented it. I'm pronouncing it the I, same way. I know he invented it. Uh-huh. I know the guy who invented the GIF call, says says that it's a GIF. It's not my fault. He's wrong about his own <laughs> about his own invention. Okay, but fine. But yeah, I don't know. But if you scroll down all the way to the bottom, it tells you like to vote which actor you would think i think tom hardy and henry cavill would be good henry cavill is the i don't Ooh, i never even thought about michael fassbender that mm-hmm. is an interesting one he could do that mm-hmm. fassbender pulls off suave sure yeah <laughs> she's like i don't know who michael fassbender is nope uh i do not never mind it's what fun. did you ever did, did he's he, x-men no did you, did you ever see the horrible assassin's creed uh movie uh which one the horrible Assassin's Creed movie, the live action as oh that Creed. one is he the main character? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. I like his look. Yeah, he's got the he's got the look for it. Look him up. He's a good, he can pull it off. And he's uh he's li- he's lighter haired, which is weird because now I this is how funny it is. Yeah. We, we squabble about like whether James Bond's going to be a woman now or or what race he's going to be. It used to be a thing where they would argue about like when Daniel Craig got hired as James Bond, they're like his hair is too light. Mm-hmm. He can't be James Bond. I think he could pull it. I think Michael Fassbender could pull it off. I uh, think he could. And I, I don't really think Tom Hardy is right for that role. I think it would be funny. I think, t- I, but maybe it's just because I'm picturing him as uh, as Venom, Venom or as Bane mm-hmm. uh, or Peaky Blinders and, and less about uh, a, but him, him as a spy. Mm-hmm. But Cavill, I think is, he would have to lose a little bit of the muscle mass. He can't look like an MMA fighter. Like he, he'd have to go. He, but come on. Come on. So what? Jason, Jason Momoa. <laughs> I think they just do this to annoy me. 
kind of but also when i searched up michael um fassbender jason momoa popped up in his search it's a sign it's a sign miracle's gonna get her way yep or we if you want to hire a old james bond hugh jackman that would be interesting Mm -hmm. he's australian he can fake a british yeah he could do a british accent Um, um also tom hilston Tom uh, and Tom Holland was that you that was saying Tom Holland? No, no, no. My uh, Vanessa was saying she thinks mm-hmm. Tom Holland. I think that's too young. I think he's too well. If they wanted real, like you know, James Bond, fresh out of the, uh, I believe, fresh off the. I believe in the books mm-hmm. he was no, because I believe in the books he's also like he was in the military before he joins MI6. Yeah. So I, I don't think they really buy him as like a commander in the military. Mm-hmm. He's a little young for that. But Tom, I'd rather Hilson. they. Tom Hiddleston, uh, he, yeah. he, he'd have to. He's got the short hair too now. Like he, yeah. he wore a wig as Loki, mm-hmm. but um, it says uh, he this, has a bulk up. Yeah, it says uh, the. Uh, this is another article on the same topic. It says yeah. the producer responded, "Well, we know uh, Idris. I'm friends, and with him, he's a magnificent." magnificent actor it's it's been a part of the conversation but it's always been uh, difficult to have the conversation when you have someone in the seat like it's hard to have this discussion when there's still somebody there and they kept working really hard to bring back daniel craig for more and more of them and he, yeah. ne- and he hated like you could tell that he was getting less and less interested the more mm-hmm. he did i think idris elba would be a fantastic villain in a in a james bond movie you think so isn't he did, one did you see hobbs and shaw yeah uh he was the bad guy in hobbs and shaw Okay. Uh, I think he would be a fantastic because you know I'm Black Superman in that movie. he plays over the top villain really really well. Or even mm-hmm. as Bloodsport in the Suicide Squad, yep. he plays uh, a. Ba- I mean, he's a good guy, but he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like he can do that kind of over the top. I want to take over the world, bad guy, really well, but with suave British, you know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think he could I do think it. He- I think he could do it. I do too. I, mm-hmm. I think that he would be. Uh, I but think he it could do still that. would be funny to have Idris Elba. Uh, no, I'm saying Idris Elba would be a good bad guy. I That's know, but the, yeah. as James Bond, I still think it's funny. I just want to see the world on fire. I think the idea of doing like a, a James Bond version of an Elseworlds story mm-hmm. where they tell an alternate timeline with an older James Bond played by Idris Elba. Maybe it's got like uh, the gadgets are even crazier than the gadgets they use in like the. In the movies now, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think there's something interesting that could be said about trying something like that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, yes, that uh, that that is my proof. My, that is my uh, my pitch. Do uh, either Michael Fassbender or uh, Henry Cavill as Bond, and then do an Elseworld version where you have Idris Elba play Bond uh, in another timeline mm-hmm. uh, for a one-off film. I think that would be fantastic. And have Tom Hardy somewhere. Tom Hardy could be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Tom Hardy plays a great bad guy. Or, you know what's another pitch? We should have Liam Hensworth. Australian, right? Yeah. The the Hemsworth brothers? Yeah. Are both Australian? They're yeah. both Australian. You like Liam more than Chris? Chris, like, he looks great for Thor. But Liam, he needs another breakout role. Because he played as, um, what's his name? PETA from Hunger Games. He was also the, I think he was the, the, the dumb guy who get the dumb male secretary who gets dumped on in Ghostbusters 2016. No, was that's, that Chris? that's Chris. That's Chris. Uh, I, I, I know more about Chris than I do about Liam. Well, Liam One did, of them was engaged to Miley Cyrus. I yeah, that it was, was Liam. Liam. Poor guy. Poor guy. Poor like, guy. he had terrible taste right there. Poor, poor dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can help you, sir, by <laughs> getting you a role as James Bond. Did you hear that? <laughs> did you hear that, Liam Hemsworth? Miracle here. She can help you. I don't know. if Make your pitch. Make my pitch. Okay. Imagine 
you fake a British accent, and you basically everybody remembers uh, remembers you as Miley Cyrus's um, fiance. Do you want to erase that image? Well, be next James Bond and be better. That was a fantastic pitch. I know miracle. that was terrible. I, I can hear the the knocking at the door already. Wouldn't that be funny if a real celebrity knocked at our door? That would be kind of weird. <laughs> you're like why are you watching us it's a little weird mm-hmm. I've got another topic here I, I didn't mention this one earlier but I think this is one that you're actually going to really like uh, what do you think it's about isn't it about the Godzilla thing yes uh, if there's somebody I, I, I'm always like looking for stuff that Miracle's like a fan of mm-hmm. and I knew when as, as soon as I saw this like uh, later on like that I was like Miracle's going to love this one because she loves uh, she wants more of this she, mm-hmm. you loved Godzilla King of the Monsters I just like monsters and you like and you like mm-hmm. monsters in general uh and we're actually going to be doing a um a segment tomorrow with yeah. Hannah claire where we're going to talk about uh like fans that are boycotting over like mm-hmm. dc's handling or i'm sorry warner brothers handling of both dc and then the monster verse yeah uh, because uh, you know this is a warner property as far as i believe as far as uh but godzilla is in the public domain I believe. Oh, really? I, I believe this. So, but here's a, this is a, an article from Cosmic Book News, and it says, go up and look look and see if, 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 who owns Godzilla or if it's in the public domain while, I'm, while I start reading this yeah, article. That'd continue. be interesting. To look. So, this is an article from Cosmic Book News, and it says, Godzilla and Titans TV series coming to Apple Plus. So, what that means is there's another streaming service we're going to have to get. I've uh, so far avoided getting App, uh, Apple Plus. It's just not one that I feel like I need. Like, I'm not watching that one show that it's supposed to be about like uh fresh prince beller no oh that's peacock mm-hmm. that's that's not apple um okay so godzilla is still owned by the company toho company ltd and then they must uh, uh i guess then uh warner brothers must own the american rights to you know the rights to publish it in america mm. to do an american version yeah of i'm reading it right now okay they gave permission to legacy entertainment which works with warner brothers yes that's uh, War- legacy did like all the batman movies and stuff like okay, that okay that's so those cool yeah. yeah so it says so this article is from cosmic Good news and says uh, a godzilla and titans tv series is in the works at apple plus based on legendary's popular monster verse mm-hmm. see that's what's funny that article i was reading that we're going to cover tomorrow where they're talking about some people think the monster verse is doing really well some people aren't huge fans i know the godzilla movies are kind of like it has to be your thing mm-hmm. right you have to accept that you're going to get humans for a good portion of the movie that's what happened in the first one some of them don't even need it and then in the second one it was almost none of the humans and it was mostly godzilla and was it mothra in the second one mm-hmm. fighting yeah so it says uh details include apple plus uh apple tv plus today announced a series order for a new live action series from legendary monsterverse fr- from the legendary monsterverse franchise following the thunderous battle between Godzilla and the Titans that leveled San Francisco and the shocking new reality that monsters are real the series explores one family's journey to uncover its buried secrets and a legacy linking them to a secret organization known as Monarch Mm -hmm. Uh, so of course it has to be about humans Mm -hmm. because they can't put the monsters on screen the whole time because it would cost a fortune the last movie and the last movie and the newest one were King Kong, they made it like correlate with each other with Monarch. Mm. So Monarch is the big bad. Is of it's like the group is that the group that was holding Kong on the island or something? Um, I, I never saw uh, mm. Kong Skull Island. Oh okay. Um, also, they're the ones that basically, basically, the guy who was like in charge of all of it. He was trying to get um, the three headed dragon. I forgot what the name is. I don't know. Uh, 
basically to destroy the whole world and make the whole <laughs> world like reset. I love the idea that there's just there's still movies that talk about someone who wants to. Uh, it's not even taking over the world. Mm-hmm. He wants to destroy the world. So it's it's the great reset, but it's yeah. the great monster reset. Exactly. Instead of instead of using some. Uh, you know, medical means or crazy conspiracy yeah. theory. There's like, I'm going to take a big monster and he's <laughs> just going to level the freaking world. Yep. That's, uh, that's Bezos, man. Bezos, yep. is, pre- Bezos is probably going to do that once he takes that spaceship up <laughs> for good. Uh, and then he's going to me. Okay. One night I forget it. It was me. I want to know who it was. Me and like uh, Chris sat downstairs and we like made this whole movie of Jeff Bezos versus Elon Musk. And it was like a big space opera where yeah. like Elon Musk is like a warrior taking on <laughs> taking on evil Bezos That's and, funny, and Zuckerberg. So like I imagine them being the heads of Monarch. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the Unturtled. Uh, the unturt- Unturtled. Unturtled. That could have been the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. That would have been funny uh, yes, though. Yes it would. Uh, so uh, the Untitled Monsterverse series will be produced by legendary television and executive producers uh, and co-creators Chris Black from Star Trek Enterprise and Outcast. Okay. Star Trek Enterprise is like the original Enterprise. Yeah. Okay. As long as it's not Picard or uh, (laughs) Discovery. Uh, Who will also serve as showrunner and comic book writer Matt Fraction uh, from Hawkeye, which was okay, but not great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alongside Safehouse Pictures, uh, Joby Harold and Tori Tunnel and Toho and Toho Company Limited. That was the one you mentioned, right? Yeah. Hiro Matsuka and... uh, Takamasa Arita will pr- executive produce for Toho. I'm sure that they, because uh, when the last monster, when the last uh, Godzilla movie did so well, I'm sure they were happy to continue this working here in America because that yeah. one did better than expected given COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. We were still, de- you know, less far out on the outset, on the outer half of COVID. I think people are more excited. And plus it's like kind of based on like the movies because each of the movies like Godzilla versus like one new monster. Yeah, one new monster. Have you, did you ever see the crappy night? You weren't even born yet. The 1998 Godzilla movie. Maybe it's oh, somewhere it's, in the backlog. It's so bad. It's it's got this great. It's got a song from. It's got a theme song from Puff Daddy called "Come with Me." It's super bad. Come with me. Watch. Yeah, you'll have to watch a music video sometime. It's really funny. It's always funny. Like that was like a thin thing back in the day when mm-hmm. like they the song the theme song to like a movie would have nothing to do with the movie. Uh, l- like Seal's Kiss from a Rose being the Batman Forever theme song and the music video just has random clips of Batman cut into it with <laughs> Seal singing it makes no sense whatsoever huh. that's an aside yeah but <laughs> uh, this is uh, so they, they are it says uh, Toho is the owner of, Godzi- of the Godzilla character and has licensed the rights to Legendary for the series as a natural byproduct of their long term relationship on the film franchise why not with streaming being as important and as popular as it is right now mm-hmm. it says Legendary's MonsterVerse kicked off Godzilla. Legendary's MonsterVerse is an expansive story universe of multi-layered experiences centering around humanity's battle to survive in a world that is under siege by a catastrophic new reality that monsters of our myths and legends are real, beginning with Godzilla in 2014, continuing with 2017's Kong Skull Skull Island, 2019's uh, King of the Monsters, and 2021's Godzilla vs. Kong. My god, I completely forgot like mm-hmm. I was thinking of like <laughs> when I think of uh, Godzilla vs Kong, I'm thinking of King of the Monsters. No, but there's the a th- King- it's the third one, not the second one. Mm-mm. That's crazy. Like there's they've made that many of them. Yeah. So basically, like fun fact, Godzilla is like the longest running franchise. It started in 1954. New, so uh, a bomb panic mm-hmm. uh, related to Japan, right? Yeah, because like they want the guy who created Godzilla. He wanted to explore the idea of like basically like the a-bomb mutating animals yeah, yeah and that's where godzilla like popped up 
because I, those I th- original movies are crazy. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. Well, you know, the Simpsons like kind of did the same thing too with the three eyed fish, which they kind of predicted in real life. Okay, so How that's so? Um, because I forgot what state in the U.S., but mm. they discovered a three eyed fish that wow. was created by a nuclear waste. Oh, uh, that's not yeah. So the Simpsons is right again. <laughs> yeah, usual. they're right again predicting the future. Yeah, predicting but the I love like these old timey movies yeah. where they explain about like the scarcity of nuclear waste and then like nuclear um panic yeah around that was what that was what Mm -hmm. godzilla was based on right was Mm -hmm. the creation it was a bomb panic and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so this is one of those things i also like it because it it seems beautifully devoid of like modern politics and Mm -hmm. agenda it's just a monster movie where a bunch of like disposable humans that nobody really cares all that much about and that's hard because brian cran uh, not brian cranston uh uh cran uh, chandler i'm sorry Chandler, Brian mm-hmm. Chandler, uh, who's a great actor. He's from, he was the dad and the coach from Friday Night Lights. He plays yeah. the dad in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's the one who uh, kind of keeps that movie together for the humans. But it's not really why people no. go to see that movie. <laughs> they go to see Godzilla destroy towns. Yeah, exactly. Because like the only reason why I think Godzilla did so well during the pandemic is because people just want to watch something that's not political they just want to watch big monsters destroy everything yeah, exactly people like, love it mm-hmm. like when the beginning of the pandemic like not even the beginning before the pandemic we my friends and i we all went to go see godzilla king and the monsters and mm. we were so excited and like for me i was so happy to see like my friend jacob he's a bigger godzilla fan than i am he has like all the collections and i bought him some stuff from japan that was some, what uh, did he think of it um well, he doesn't know about this yet. I have to ask. No, I knew about the ones you've seen. What does he think of the American-made, what, the recent ones? The, the recent the ones, versions. he's not a really big fan yeah. of it, but he'll collect all of them. So he has all the original movies from Japan yeah. with the English dubs. So he's like, a, what would Chris Carr call it? He's a completist. He's got yeah, he to have the whole thing. Oh my God, he is. And he was so happy because I got him this capsule toy and it was from basically the capsule toy. It was like a figure of any of the Godzilla monsters from... 1960 something movie mm-hmm. and he was like he was like fingers crossed maybe it's the godzilla one and he opened it and it was godzilla one and he wow. was so happy for it that's crazy yeah so i was happy to get it for him but yeah. we both have like matching shirts like i think i wore it one time in the cast castle vlog of godzilla on the back of my um of my shirt it's godzilla like destroying all the ships i think you've seen you wear that yeah yeah that's a see we you're our godzilla expert we're gonna have to cover that that'll be nice mm-hmm. that'll be fun when like more godzilla stuff yeah comes out. i'm kind of excited to see this but yep. where did you say this apple is available? tv <laughs> oh we'll have to get apple tv we can no <laughs> it was so funny apple tv like downstairs um i was trying to like see what's on tv so we can watch something to numb our brains mm-hmm. and ben he was like don't we have Apple TV? And I was like, I don't think so. And I clicked it and it said, you need to sign in. Yeah, I'm not doing that. We'll, we'll do it if, they, if there's a good show. But the mm. only other show that people watch in there is that one with like Jennifer Aniston. The one I that's don't like, like her. It's like, a, it's like a show about like, it's like a daytime talk show. or, or No, it's um, she's a news anchor with um the girl that plays um Legally Blonde. What's her name? Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, so yeah. that's her um. That Co-anchor. show is pretty popular. Uh, and then there was another one, like Finding Jacob or something like that. Was like, got good reviews, but oh. not not, re- not many people saw well, it. Well, a lot of people just don't watch Apple TV because Apple TV right now is not producing that. They don't have mm-hmm. a big enough library. I really do think that HBO Max and um, Amazon Prime are the best. But that doesn't make sense. Why are they putting it on Apple TV if the last two movies of Godzilla 
Because it's going to be it's, a show, not a movie. I know, but it was on HBO Max. And they have most of the collections of Godzilla on HBO Max. That's a good, qu- that's a good question. Um, I mean, Apple most likely won a bidding war. Uh, li- likely they, uh, they're doing... Uh, well, let's, let's go back up to the top. It says mm-hmm. uh, there was a part up here where it says or it continues their, their, their relationship working together. Mm-hmm. Um, announced a series of... Uh, it would seem more fitting, right, to go on HBO Max? Yeah, because they have all the movies And they movies have all there. the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll, we'll, I mean, we'll probably cover it more as this, mm-hmm. as this comes up, but it says, Apple TV is home to award-winning Apple originals from today's most imaginative storytellers. That's debatable. Mm-hmm. Apple TV Plus offers premium, compelling drama and comedy series, feature films, groundbreaking documentaries, and kids and family entertainment. See, that's what I'm saying. Is like Apple feels more like avant-garde art house stuff, whereas a Godzilla show feels like it should be more big budget, even for a TV show, big budget monster stuff. doesn't yep. really feel like it, hit, it fits with Apple Plus's brand, <laughs> but I guess that could be their point is they're trying to expand mm-hmm. out to have stuff that... Well, that's what they said in the paragraph above that they're trying to like expand more. Oh, did I miss that? Oh, yeah, yeah, so it says the Untitled Monsterverse series yes. will premiere globally on Apple TV Plus alongside expanded expanding offering of sweeping world building dramas including the upcoming wool, wool? what is that based, based on, on hugh howey's new york times best-selling trilogy of the same name i don't know it foundation based on the award-winning novel novels by isaac asimov i've heard of that mm-hmm. and uh created by david s goyer david s goyer's hit or miss mm-hmm. uh very hit or miss as far as uh, producing and creating. For me, I just want them to stay on HBO Max because um, um, Godzilla versus Kong, that was premiered on HBO Max. So when it first came out, it was on there first. Yeah. So I kind of want it to stay on one platform. It would be nice. Uh, It's possible that they lease that out to them down the line. But but that's the point now, man. They make it so that you have to be, you have to have all of these streaming services if you want to. Well, I am not doing that. So, uh, do you think they'll keep the same characters? I think so because um, they did add like a few other characters that we never seen before. So, so like the same human. What I'd like for them to do is to get a is to have better use of Ken Watanabe. Mm -hmm. Or did he die? He died. Basically, in Godzilla versus Kong, he died in the first one though, right? He was only in the first one. Ken Watanabe, or did he die in the second one? He died with the Kong versus. Oh no, he died in the second one. Second one, basically, he was he was super underused. Yeah. So what happened was um, Godzilla was dying because he was low on nuclear, and uh, on nuclear, <laughs> he was low on energy. Yeah. He was very low T. <laughs> he was low T. He was very low T. Godzilla. <laughs> He's very low T. He's very low T. He's very low energy. Yeah, exactly. So basically. Um, everybody was like, what do we do? Like, he's really low right now. And he was like, I volunteer. And they were like, no, don't go. I really feel like they hired Ken, Tw- Ken Watanabe to just so he could say, Godzilla, mm-hmm. let them fight. Yeah, he it's, said that two lines like twice. That's like, that's what they mm-hmm. literally got paid, like million, probably got paid millions of dollars just to say those lines. Yeah, but basically he goes down to like where Godzilla is sleeping and he's like, hello, like he sets the nuclear bomb and then he sees Godzilla, Godzilla recognizes him and he like touches Godzilla on the head mm-hmm. and he's like, goodbye old friend. And that's where he dies because like um, basically, if you guys don't know, obviously it's like, duh, but 
nuclear and human bodies no go yeah no it's uh, not gonna not gonna work it's not gonna work so you're gonna die either from radiation or from the blast or you can be a superhero or you could <laughs> what those are your those are your options or you can just be a mutant you should have just gotten bitten by a radioactive spider Spooderman. Spooderman. Yes. Let's become Spooderman. Yes. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're gonna we'll we'll see where it goes. Yep. And also, if you guys want to do more research and your theories on what kind of monsters they're going to include into the Godzilla franchise, you can find it on Godzilla.fandom.com. And the only reason why I'm calling them out because they have like all the articles and biopics of each monsters. Excellent. Like, yeah, even from the video games. Excellent. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. So maybe they might have like different Godzillas because he does have, um, I don't know if, if Godzilla in this series, like this one. Siblings if it's, or something? Well, no, he has a child. Oh, wow. Yeah. He has a um, child. I think they call it Junior in the English dub, but basically it's just there as comedy relief, but I don't know how they're going to change it for this new series. It might be serious and like Godzilla is actually like asexual. How like in the, I forgot which movie it had with the guy that plays um, Malcolm in the Middle, the dad. Yeah, uh, Brian uh, Cranston. That's the first one. Yeah. So basically, in that movie, they said Godzilla was asexual and produced like three different babies. Yeah. But I don't know about the new one that they had with Godzilla King and the Monsters and Godzilla versus Kong. They didn't say if they're if it was asexual or not it would be cool with the whole asexual concept Mm -hmm. but in the original um godzilla tv shows well movies i mean they said that uh it was kind of female but not really (laughs) very very confusing yeah it's really confusing because they wanted to add the comedy relief that was during the time where of course they had like miniature characters of the famous characters Ah, okay all right well, so. I'm I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited because I know you're going to be excited. I want to watch monsters destroy towns and destroy human beings, eat them. I don't know. I just want to see blood and <laughs> monsters yelling at each other. Very you. I know. Did you know that Godzilla's iconic roar is made by different animal sounds? No. I thought it was really cool. My friend told me that. Jacob, he was like, yeah, it's made from this animal, this animal, and then they combined it. Wow. Yeah. Do you know which animals? Um, I can search it up. You talk about what you're excited for. Like, what's your theories for this? Um, for me, I, I this is less my my bag, but I, I'm excited to see if they can. The hardest part's going to be trying to keep up a decent looking budget with uh, doing this over t- doing this on a movie cost hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. worth of CGI. So yeah. for me, uh, being the weird techno like techno nerd when it comes to this stuff. Uh, I love seeing how they managed to produce it. If they're going to be able to turn this into like a decent looking budget uh, as far as the actual CGI mm-hmm. on a television budget. So we'll see. So, okay. So the original sound of Godzilla, how they craft it, the original roar of 1954, it was a sound of a leather glove coated with pine tar hmm. resin being dragged along a double base. You're a fax machine. I just searched it up. You're Thank you. Machine. Thank you. Well, I think we'll keep an eye out for. It. I wonder. Mm-hmm. I wonder. It'll probably be a couple of years before we see this, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll definitely keep an eye out for it, and we'll we'll get Apple TV for a little bit when mm-hmm. it comes out. Yep. Uh, yep. Let's do the seven day free trial, and then hope <laughs> they don't charge our card. Well, they will, but we'll we'll do our best. Mm-hmm. We will write it off. It's yep. For, it's for work. It's it for is work. for work, yep. but. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah, I think I, I think we're going to talk Holly Madison now. <laughs> we're going to talk Holly Madison. This, uh, this, story, this story's crazy. No, let's talk about more Godzilla. We can't. We got we to move on. Wait, we, wait. What if she had like a Godzilla tattoo on her boobies? That. <laughs> totally, totally plausible miracle. <laughs> we are moving on. I think that it would be cool to talk about Holly Madison. Uh, yay, boobies. <laughs> that uh, say that again. I said yay, boobies. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a, a very interesting story because this is kind of about rewriting history to me. Yeah. Says so, uh, this. Uh, this article is from People Magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, uh, well, People.com, not People Magazine. I'm not like reading. Yeah. People, people, right here in the office. It yeah. would be funny if you had a People Magazine just in your bathroom. Just pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't I, I don't read any physical magazines anymore. Nope. No. So it says uh, Holly Madison, who dated Hugh Hefner and lived in the Playboy Mansion, details the experience in the upcoming docuseries Secrets of Playboy, airing January twenty fourth in ten parts on E and E. When I went to do like research into this, I started noticing, and I've I've been waiting for this to happen since Hugh Hefner passed. Yeah. Just getting dragged all over the media like in the post me too era Mm -hmm. like there's no way this dude would be allowed to have like a a safe legacy right i mean the simpsons like brought him once or twice like any yeah how long ago i don't know well it was like a whole episode where bart it was trying to copy hugh hefner and he made his treehouse in a into a clubhouse. But Hugh Hefner was alive still at that point because he had to play the character. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, other forms of media does it, too. So, uh, but not recently. Like, I was saying, mm. like, uh, go ahead and Google Hugh Hefner and tell me what the, the top three or four articles are. Well, there's, are. like, an anime series where it's, like, um, basically, it's called, like, this is a popular category. It's called harems. And there's, like, an anime series where they do the same thing. Like, okay. anime still does it. What do you mean? Um, doing the whole like having a harem of women. Anime is not America, uh, so it's uh, the American sensibilities are what we're talking about here. Okay. I want to see what the top three to four stories about Hugh Hefner are. Okay. Top ones: uh, Playboy denounced Hugh Hefner and renews commit to positive blah blah blah. Secrets of Playboy pulls back curtains That's of the dark side that which you're reading right now. Yep. Basically, it's just the three things are about the secrets of yeah. the Playboy. It says, but the article says Holly Madison says the Playboy Mansion was quote cult like. We were all gaslit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get weary anytime I hear buzzwords uh, right off the bat. Uh, so it says uh, Holly Madison is sharing more details about her dark experience as a Playboy bunny in a new clip from the upcoming docu series Secrets of Playboy. Uh, the show, which has been released, uh, which has been releasing shocking trailers over the past few months, aims to unveil the hidden realities behind the empire helmed by Hugh Hefner, who died in 2017. The 10-part series is set to premiere January 24th. The network announced Wednesday alongside the new teaser. The reason, okay, quote: mm-hmm. the reason I think the mansion was very cult-like. Looking back on it, is because we were all kind of gaslit and expected to think as Hef as this like really good guy. I mean, you're supposed to make your own interpretation of yeah. these things. You're an adult. You're not supposed to judge it based on what other people think. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to introduce yourself to a person, yeah. meet people, and then make your assumptions about that person based on your own experiences and interactions. Yeah. When I hear stuff like this, I just think about it as rewriting history. Yes. Right? She's looking at the world through modern day lens, through a modern day lens, and applying it to uh, a world in the past that wasn't there at that time. The world was a different place. Mm-hmm. 
It says, uh, so they were expected to think of Hugh as this really good guy, Madison, who dated Hefner from 2001 to 2008. Yep. Okay, Holly Madison can't be, I need you to look up how old Holly Madison is, and and Hugh Hefner died in like his 80s or something like that, right? So uh, she would have been like uh, uh, whatever the age difference is between them. Uh, so and she dated him for seven years. You're telling me in seven years you weren't ever able to figure out whether he was a good guy She's or not. She's 42. Okay, and so in 2001, which would have been 20 years ago, mm-hmm. she would have been 22, mm-hmm. 21 or 22, right? So uh, and he would have been in his 60s or his 70s. Um, actually, let me search. Yeah, she was 21. Yeah. Somebody asked the question too. You're yeah. not the only one who asked how yeah. old was she when she dated Hugh Hefner? Okay, and in how old was he? Uh, 21. So, uh, do the math between, uh, 2001 to 2008. Okay. I'm but how old was he at that time in 2001? Uh, it says, so, so she's dating somebody who's far, 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 far older than she is. Uh, and started to feel like, oh, he's not what they say he is in the media. He's just mm-hmm. a nice man. Quote, it was just so easy to get isolated from the outside world there, Madison says. You have a nine o'clock curfew. You were encouraged not to have friends over. You weren't really allowed to leave unless it was like a family holiday. But you could leave at any time. You didn't have yeah. to stay there. You didn't have to date him. Like, I don't like this idea that you're, you're taking your own responsibility and your own, uh, your own personal, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess agency. And yeah. then you're making it about him when it should be about you making the decisions that an adult needs to make to live their best life. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I find that kind of, <laughs> I don't know, bud. I, like it was very clearly not a normal thing to do. What you mm-hmm. were choosing to partake in was not normal. I don't think it's right to kind of go back here and make it seem like you're a victim <laughs> in this. I don't think you're well, a victim. It's the same thing with Aziz and sorry. Yep. Like with that one girl where she said she used her body language to tell him no, but she went all the way to his hotel room they did the dirty yep. and then he drove her back home but or like he like got her an uber or something yeah. like that uh and then she decides afterwards that she didn't consent mm-hmm. by sit by but he could have never known that he nope. should, he cannot be he responsible even asked her too because they um interviewed his side of the story yep. i'm not saying like she i'm not saying i'm not victim shaming or anything because maybe we don't know there's always but it takes two to tango but What's they enter- the saying there's always three sides to every story your side my side and then the truth falls somewhere in the middle yeah but his side of the story he said i even asked her to i said does this make you feel uncomfortable is this okay do you want to continue do you want to stop like he asked her throughout the whole night and these topics are very big mm-hmm. issues right now are uh topics of consent but this is this is more than that though this is just like it's not like this is a consent thing they dated for seven years mm-hmm. like and, and you're going back through it and you're pretending like uh like you were forced into it or it, uh, you were gaslit in that it was like mm-hmm. a cult okay that kind of is it's a kind of cult but you agreed to it. But you've agreed to do mm-hmm. so, right? So, uh, but you're speaking on it now, and mm-hmm. I just—it's I, not that I have a problem with it. It's that I think it's like to me, it's like they know that there's money to be made in this right now yeah. in talking about it, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess I wouldn't do that. Um, they never said how old he okay. is. They said how old she is. How old was he when he died? Uh, Ninety-one. Okay, so ninety. So he died in 2017. Mm-hmm. So he was born 1926. Wow. Okay. So you're dating somebody who's 40, 50 years older than you. Mm-hmm. You know. Eh. 
Eh, who cares about the age gap? No, but I'm saying that, like, but she's going back here now and pretending mm-hmm. like uh, what all happened was all bad. And, yeah. And I just, it's not fair, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, all these people per- chose to participate in this. So it says, speaking further to her uh, on her time at the Playboy Mansion, Madison, 42, later claims Hefner urged her to quit her waitressing job, mm-hmm. which she only had one day a week because things didn't work out. Uh, he said it made him jealous and he would appreciate it if I quit my job, she said. So instead, we were given $1,000 a week as an allowance. Well, at least he's honest about what he feels mm-hmm. and he's like... $1,000 a, a allowance? Week, as a week, a week. In addition to Madison, the docuseries will include interviews with Hefner's personal valet, Stephen Tenenbaum, Playboy Mansion West resident Jennifer Sang- Saginor, mm-hmm. former bunny mother PJ Mastin, former director of Playmate Promotions, Mickey Garcia, and other past girlfriends of Hefner's. I mean, you didn't date Hugh Hefner and not know that he had this lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, it's just a weird, like, it feels like we're going back to everything that was going on in like the early 2000s yeah. and we're making it into be something awful and bad. Now, was this out of the, the realm of normal culture? Hell yeah. Super weird. Yeah. But you chose to be part of it and we have to be responsible for our own actions as adults. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, in the release, uh, uh, Elaine Fontaine Bryant, the executive vice president at, and the head of programming for a says, Secrets of Playboy will lift the veil on the long hidden stories of Playboy. I just want to point out if she's saying this is a cult and she was forced into it why did I she I don't have think she's saying she's forced into it I think she's just but the, she's talking about it now like it's a bad thing it's a bad thing but if it was such a bad thing and you think this guy is such a terrible person why did you share two kids with him yeah seven, in seven years uh, in a relationship yeah That's seven years together and you had two kids and both of your kids have very very nature like names yep. uh, the daughter's name Rainbow and the yep. son's name Forrest and it's not that I don't have, like, uh, empathy for the situation, right? Mm-hmm. It was clearly a weird situation. She was still young, 21, mm-hmm. but you're still a legal adult. Like You're, still you're a legal adult, tw- but you don't fully develop your brain until you're 25. At, at 21, she made this decision, so then we get mm-hmm. into this argument about, like, uh, but we can't infantilize people either. Once you're of age, at yeah. least in, uh, in this country, uh, at 18, and, and it's uh, you have to be responsible for your own actions if you're mm-hmm. allowed to... Uh, actually that's not even true here anymore like now like you're not allowed to i think what cigarettes are 21 too as well as alcohol it always been like that in california 21 mm-hmm. no it was not it wasn't like that in minnesota mm-hmm. um so it says she left the mansion in 2008 and spoke out about her experience in her 2015 book down the rabbit hole curious adventures and cautionary tales from a former playboy bunny so she's monetized this very well mm-hmm. that i approve of you know you're allowed to <laughs> <laughs> make all the money on your crazy life stories that you want but it just seems to me like it's being framed as if uh something mm-hmm. awful happened when i don't feel like it's uh, that's actually what happened here i feel like you entered a very very niche very obscure world mm-hmm. and now they're they're talking about it and it just feels like he's going to get uh Hefner's going to get crapped on after being this kind of cultural phenomenon and mm-hmm. uh so people loved him for a long time so yeah I don't know that might be an interesting show to watch to be completely honest that's true and also he did leave her money I just searched it up because that was a question um according to Nikki Swift Hefner left his fortune and several benefit um how much is it playboy man they don't say I have to read the whole thing okay uh, it says the girl next door alum recently recounted her traumatic first sexual encounter with Hefner on the p- on her, uh, excuse me, power, the Hugh Hefner pot on, on, wait, 
The girl, Words. the girl's next door alum, recently recounted her traumatic first sexual encounter with Hefner on the quote. Or it's like called Power Hugh Hefner podcast. That's mm-hmm. the weird name for a podcast. Uh, so it was traumatic. I, I mean, that's the word she uses mm-hmm. for it. But they were together for seven years. Wow. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not supposed to have an opinion on this because I'm a guy and I'm not allowed to have opinions on these things. I will allow you to have it. Uh, Go I, ahead, I, have not, your opinion. I don't have an opinion uh, on this. Are you I, sure? I, I say that the traumatic is one of those words that I think is highly uh, mm-hmm. overused in society today. Uh, yeah. It, it, how traumatic is it if you stay with them for seven years? Uh, I can't and know. Ha- her, I can't know her story. I can't know what happened to her. But I always just think about this stuff whenever, like, whenever people come back and then things get dished on people that have already passed mm-hmm. on and can't tell their side of the story. Yeah. Uh, I'm always weary of stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't Would know. you ever? Okay, here's the real question, Miracle. Would you ever go live at the Playboy Mansion? Is it? So I get a thousand dollar a week. A week as yep. allowance. Does she pay rent? I don't think they pay rent while living at the Playboy Mansion. So I don't have to pay rent. I don't have to pay for the water bill or electricity bill. Everything is paid for me. And I get free clothes and food. But you have to, you know, do the pretend dirty. to like Hugh Hefner. Well, Hugh seems like a cool guy to have interesting stories with. I'm I'm sure that there's going to be like those stories that come out where it's mm-hmm. like he was a monster, he was a ruthless businessman, and he was very controlling. But you know, you're they are right in that your public persona mm-hmm. persona is very different usually than what you are behind the scenes. Yeah, so, so I think he would be a cool guy to talk to. <laughs> I, but I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, that seems you're also cool. naive in her age, in like her age when this happened. Maybe I'm that's 23. All, Maybe that's how all these women got tricked into this, right? Well, come on. But you're still responsible for your own actions. That's true. I'm, I'm just thinking about it because, like, you live there pretty much for free. Yep. You kind of chose that. You literally are making, I'm sure, the exact same deductions that all the women made that exact same thing when they were offered this. They're like, I need to make- so I get free rent mm-hmm. and I don't have to pay any bills. Let and me I get make free the pros. Clothes, and, and then I get to do all this stuff. And all I have to do is pretend to, to find Hugh Hefner attractive. And they all kind I mean, of, he's not a bad looking guy when he was younger in no, his heyday. No, he's a good looking dude. So pros, no rent. <laughs> I'm actually writing this down because I'm like, it, it shouldn't be that. Pros, uh, I'm sure unlimited clothing budget. Free food. Free food. Free clothes because the pl- I like clothes. The grotto, right? That was that thing, the Playboy grotto, like the, the waterfall thing in the back. I, I don't know what it's called. You know, this is like before my time, right? I know, but that's why, that's why we're talking about it. I'm like, But everyone knows who this guy is. Mm-hmm. Um, a week... I'm trying to write the cons. It's Hugh Hefner. <laughs> but I like older men. Just proof that uh, money fixes just about every problem. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> That's all I have. She has decided that she will do it, ladies and gentlemen. And then, oh, another pro you can add is mm-hmm. that eight year, like 15 years after you do it, you can write a tell-all book about it and make money that way. That is so true. I can write a tell-all. Yeah, you can write a book and then eventually... This is terrible. We're not advocating for this. I'm not actually doing it. I'm just doing a stupid bit. Yeah, well, you know, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of people were were, uh, were uh, lured into that life and uh, I'm sure uh, that there's stories from both sides, but uh, Hefner can't tell his side of the story on. these days. He created Pamela Anderson, maybe? 
well, along the lines. I, I don't think he's Dr. Frankenstein. I, I don't think he created her in a lab, but I, I'm sure. No, that, she started her I, career I from know, it. I know. That's what I meant. Yes. So I, I don't know. I just, I wanted to cover it just because it's just one of those things where you see so much of uh, things where people like go back about their, about their past and their history. And then they're kind of revising everything that happened. And mm-hmm. I, I would like to, I still give her the benefit of the doubt that maybe a lot of it was uh, traumatic, but she's dealing with it and she's going through it. I, I just think that it sucks that Hefner can't be there to tell his side mm-hmm. of the story. Um, I'm sure that he is very different in real life than he is in you know than he was in his very flowery and very mm-hmm. uh pleasant public persona but we'll never know because he's because he's not here anymore mm-hmm. so i don't know so the question is you're so so you're saying yes you're going there you're going to that you, you would have gone and lived at the playboy mansion thousand dollar a week allowance. back then that's see about that then like a thousand dollars that's a lot then, still that's a lot. yeah that's a lot of money now that's still a lot that four grand a month to just be bri- be beautiful. So okay, a thousand times. So each four thousand times twelve. Yeah, times twelve. So that's not, yeah, that's, a, that's, <laughs> a that's pre- not bad. That's not bad. I'm. We're literally watching Miracle work this out in real time. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wait. Yep. This seems kind of good. And also, I don't but know. But there was a dark underbelly to the whole operation. It's Hugh Hefner. Yep. Yep, so. You want Hugh Hefner And I'm sure the stories that they're telling on here Are mm-hmm. nowhere near as crazy as the stories that aren't getting told right? Yeah So I'm sure some pretty crazy shit happened mm-hmm. If Hollywood is as evil as we think it is uh, I'm sure that the Playboy Mansion Is, is not uh, not much different But I just think it's uh, it's When they talk about these things after the person can't Defend themselves anymore mm-hmm. That I always get I, I at least think it's worth having the conversation about I mean no disrespect to any yeah. Any party involved I don't know It's so. just very messy it, I'll tell you that I think honestly That's the best word for it It's mm-hmm. a It's just a Like anytime you mix Business and personal Relationships and all this stuff It becomes a very Very messy Messy thing to have mm-hmm. To deal with So I think that's a, Unintentionally a very uh, A very apropos thing to say Yeah Yeah I don't know I think it's messy And people Need to like Move on He's kind of dead now He's very dead now So how about we talk about Something a little more pleasant like a movie studio in outer space. Yay! Podluck. Mm-hmm. Podluck. We've got two stories here. Uh, <laughs> the company behind Tom Cruise's space movie wants to build an actual film studio in outer space by 2024. Mm-hmm. That's ambitious. That's like two years away. Yeah. How are they going to do that? Without, they're going to need Elon Musk to, to, to get that done. Mm-hmm. Now I want to see, like, who would play Elon Musk in a movie? Before we get started, who the hell plays Elon Musk in a movie? He's South African, right? Yes. South African, he he has a weird shape face. I'll tell you that. It's like it's like I'm not trying to be mean, but like he has chubby cheeks, but it's very long. Plus, he's got regrowing hair. He's got. The, yeah, I know that's the, so weird. When you're so rich, your hair regr- your hair grows back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know who would play him in a movie. Well, let's be funny and cast Tom Holland. There you go. (laughs) Or Tom Hilliston, like the two skinniest guys. Uh, Elon Musk is a pretty, uh, he's like a, him and, who's better looking? Okay, here's the better question. Who's better looking, him or Jeff Bezos? Elon. Even with Bezos being all cut and in shape these days? No, his weird eye kind of freaks me out. Bezos? 
Yeah. Oh. Okay. Bezos has that evil eye, like every super villain does, like where he does the this. shaved head yeah. too. It, it definitely makes him look like a super. Like he looks like he's got like a lair mm-hmm. uh, or like a mansion on the side of a of a mountain. Yeah. Where like thunder perpetually lights it up at night. Yeah, for sure. Yes, in in scary music plays. Mm-hmm. So it says Tom Cruise's upcoming film may very well be the second one uh, to be shot in space. United Kingdom-based studio Space Entertainment Enterprise, C, mm-hmm. S-E-E, which is in charge of the produ- of producing Tom Cruise's upcoming movie set in space. I like how they're not like calling it what it's called. Is it actually called Tom Cruise's movie set in space? That would be cool. Uh, has revolutionary plans for 2024. The company will be creating a movie produce- production studio, a streaming content studio, and a sports arena mm-hmm. all in zero gravity. Yeah. Uh, according to Variety, the module named C1 will be will be built to be able to host films, sports, and other entertainment and artistic events. C1 will be attached to the Axiom Station, which is a commercial laboratory and residential infrastructure part of the International Space Station set to separate from the main station in the year 2028. Mm-hmm. The new facilities will allow for the production and broadcasting of all kinds of creative content from 250 miles above the Earth's surface. While C has the intention of producing its own content and other events with the module, uh, it also plans to allow unrelated third parties to use it for multiple creative purposes. This is kind of crazy. It's, it's literally like building. Imagine being the person put in charge of this. Mm-hmm. Like, can you build me a movie studio? But, like, do it in outer space. Do it in outer space. Like, um, doesn't matter how long it takes you. Just do it. Just like you'd have to write him like a blank check. Like, mm-hmm. can you imagine this guy coming back and being and like being like, "You're over budget on my outer space movie studio." Mm-hmm. Like, you're gonna go over budget when you're making a when you're literally creating a movie studio in mm-hmm. zero gravity. So, or how do you build stuff? Do, the, do like the tools float as you're trying to like tighten? Oh, stuff? that's funny. No, they're gonna do the same thing like the astronauts do. It doesn't. It I, does float, I know, but I know they they're tie gonna, it. I know, uh, and they'll build it here. But mm-hmm. I, I get, I have a, I like in my mental image, I'm picturing them trying to build it in outer space, which would be really funny. That would be funny. That's how my brain works. That it's would be adorable. a funny. It would be a funny comedy movie to see them like we're gonna build a space station movie studio, and then they're like, why did we wait to build it until we're in outer space? Mm-hmm. This doesn't make any sense. Uh, so it says they're going to allow it to be used by third parties for multiple creative purposes. Artists, producers of all manner of in all other manners of individuals belonging to the creative industries will have the opportunity to make content in a unique low orbit microgravity environment. Yeah, all people with a lot of money because mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to cost a fortune. Uh, see, and what, here's the other thing. There's the other related article. They delayed Mission Impossible seven and eight. They mm-hmm. should just make seven and eight. Should both have scenes in outer space that. Use the studio. Yep. It says the co-founders of C, Elena and Dmitry Lesnevsky, are currently planning a fundraising to organize funds for the project. In a joint statement, the couple said that the extraordinary opportunity will, quote, <coughs> excuse me. Nice. Right in the mic. I know, right? Sorry, guys. Will provide a unique and accessible home for boundless entertainment possibilities in a venue packed with innovative infrastructure, which will unleash a new world of creativity. Like, I can see some really creative people loving the opportunity to be able to use that space. Mm-hmm. Like really, really good. Uh, so uh, it says uh, it says they are striving to set this pioneering plan into motion, which will certainly make movie and television productions reach new heights. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure the richest studios will be the first to take advantage of this, and it might uh, change aspects of the industry definitely yeah. for sure. Would you uh, Would you go work in outer space? Nope. Nope. Scared nope. of outer space? It's because we still don't know what's in our oceans. Um, our oceans. But we know so much about space, but 
also i'm just scared like what if you run out of oxygen and you just suffocate in the cold Do space you ever see gravity a little bit yeah gravity's good mm-hmm. um I, I think this could make uh, Tom Cruise is definitely the dude to help fund this stuff too. Tom Cruise is very well off mm-hmm. and has a lot of sway within the industry. Plus, he's like a Scientologist; they mm-hmm. can all dump money into this stuff and make a yeah, make a sure. ton of ma- money, mm-hmm. make a ton of money back money back out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I just thought that was a really fun story, and it will be interesting to see what movies and stuff come from this creative process once it's finished. Yeah, yeah. So here's Logan Paul. Yeah. Logan Paul gives brutal reaction when Guy offers him an NFT. Dude, it was so bad. Uh, so basically, him and KSI are like buddies now, mm-hmm. which I think is hilarious. <coughs> Excuse me. Cough, cough. Logan Paul gives a brutal reaction towards a fan when asked about NFTs. Watch below. Uh, I'm not going to play the video here, but you it's see basically the, the guy the guy like tries to offer them one, and they just laugh in the dude's face. Mm-hmm. Like You'd think a dude who's so good at branding wouldn't do it, but it kind of fits his image. Right? It's yeah. kind of a dick. So it says, for enemy, uh, from enemies inside the ring to friends outside it, Logan Paul's new bromance with KSI is there for all to see. The new business partners were marketing their new drink, Prime, in a promotional video, which was uploaded on Logan's channel. The video, and I checked, has 4.7 million views, mm-hmm. and it's just them in like a grocery store handing drinks to people. Yeah. Imagine having that much uh, sway with the culture and then all the all the comments are like people who are like oh my god uh lp and ksi is my new favorite bromance it's my new favorite relationship it's Mm. amazing that's weird bro it is well it's weird that's that goes back to celebrity worship Mm -hmm. what we were talking about people love to like they're like this is the friendship i didn't know i needed Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm like we could do better having friendships in the real world yeah. rather than uh, like uh, it kind of goes into like weird shipper culture. Like yeah. I ship Logan Paul and KSI. Ew. <laughs> That's what somebody's probably saying right now. Well, yeah, I used to be that cringy. No, well, there you go. You were young. See, you, you you would also go and live at the Playboy Mansion now, too. And what do you mean? I did not agree to it. Oh, I just, you said you would. No, I just put the benefactors. The benefits. Benefactor is not that... <laughs> Benefactor is somebody... Never mind. (laughs) I know. I'm just making up words. Uh, But you said the pros outweigh the cons. Yeah. Uh, However, a fan walked up to Logan Paul in the drinks counter and asked about a possible NFT. They they inquired, let me put put you onto an NFT real quick, Mm -hmm. to which Paul brutally responded, no, leave. Mm -hmm. Uh, As KSI burst out laughing, Logan adds, get out of here. Like, you didn't need to do that, dude. Just tell the dude, no, thanks, I'm not interested. No, thank you. Like, but like, how much of that do you think is an act? Do you think he's actually like that? I think most of it is an act. You think he's actually not like that? No, I think he is. He, I feel like he's very entitled. Okay. JJ's infectious laugh then hits Paul and the pair suffer a laughing attack. Hey, we just humiliated this guy. Let's laugh about it. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Like, uh, but then again, maybe he sees it as like people, like literally it's part of his bottom line for people to pay for pay-per-view to watch him, you know, potentially get knocked out. Mm -hmm. So he has to do stuff like this to like keep people wanting to pay for the pay-per-views to watch him potentially lose at boxing. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, I just thought it was kind of a dick thing to do and, but thought it was hilarious because it goes hand in hand with his brand and the fact that these dudes both fight and are now business partners. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can't tell where the real world ends and business begins anymore. Yeah. I don't know. It says, while pissing himself laughing, Logan admits he might've been a bit harsh. Poor kid. 
Mm-hmm. Poor kitty says. Both Logan and KSI have been teasing fans with what many thought was a round three boxing bout between the two. The first fight, which ended with a draw, and their last fight, which uh, in which Paul defeated. Uh, in which saw Paul defeated, so he lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan explained that how 2022 is the year of love. That's weird, considering what you just did to the dude. Yeah. Uh, and that they wanted to put their differences aside and do something together. So they want to be nice to each other, but mm-hmm. not to general people. Yep. Uh, I get it, though. The, the dude, like, the kid, the dude's definitely trying to sell something unsolicited, but can a dude like Logan Paul, who's all about business, really ca- really be mad at a kid for, like, shooting his shot in, in, in making his attempt? I feel like I don't know. I feel like if somebody did that to us, I feel like I would be more flattered by it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd be more flattered and instead of, like, being cocky and laughing at their face. But, again, like, I feel like he's very entitled. And it's part of his brand mm-hmm. to be, like, he maybe he he is, but then it's part of his brand to, like, amp that up and project it even more than he actually is, mm-hmm. right? Like, maybe he's, like, in that moment, he's, like what should I do? Should I be like, nah, that's cool. Like maybe his instinct is to be like, nah, nah, man, I'm not interested. But his business acumen tells him that he has to be, to play it up and yeah. make it worse than it is because it's good for his brand. Yeah, for In sure. In which case I can't hate him for that, but it, it does always uh, make it messy when you can never tell like where the beginning of the business ends and where the person actually begins. Cause mm-hmm. it's so different from the way traditional fame works. Yeah. So. I don't know. For me, I'm like, can we just not right now? <laughs> Can we not make influencers become big celebrities? Especially since the, it, it used to be the thing where like you kind of had more respect or you took more out of like a relationship with an influencer because it felt like you, they were just like mm-hmm. you. But now influencers do so well, they're not really just like you or me. Mm-hmm. Like they're very well paid. Uh, they have a lot of sway mm-hmm. in, in popular culture. So like there's a lot of YouTubers who make their name being like, where they like rag on celebrities yeah and they're like look at these people they're so out of touch they're not like you and me but i'm like dude if you got like a million followers you're not hurting for you're not like you mm-hmm. and me like you're not you're, yeah. you're you've got money you've got sta- at least some status but you're you're no longer like the common man mm-hmm. you may be a little bit more than the average like movie studio celebrity who's got millions and millions and millions of dollars but uh-huh. somebody with a million subscribers on youtube is not hurting at mm-hmm. all so uh, I do think it's always this kind of desire to uh, you want to be like the common man. Like yeah. the, some people, their marketing strategies, they want to be seen as like just like you or me. Whereas mm-hmm. Logan Paul, uh, their strategy is that they're entitled and they're not like you and me. Mm-hmm. So that way you, you want to see them kind of get their comeuppance. Yeah. He said, so yeah, I don't know. We should try their drink. We should go out and try try Prime. No, you then, we'd have try to give, it? then we'd have to give him money. No, no. No, that. can somebody ship? No, no I don't want to do that, that to you guys either. So uh, I wonder if it's even out or if this is like promo run. Because a lot of time they might be just marketing uh, before it's actual release. But we can mm-hmm. look for it out there. So. Uh, so wouldn't it have been nice if the kid who tried to sell him the NFT then just dropped him? Yeah. <laughs> That would have been great. That would have been funny. Not that we advocate for violence, but sometimes... No violence. That sometimes you do just want to see jerks get their comeuppance. And mm-hmm. it's so weird because I watched the video um, on YouTube here. Uh, and it's literally... It's just a dude following them around the... Like, it's it's like a fan mm-hmm. following them around uh, on... It looks like they're posting it on TikTok. Uh, and they're outside. And it's just so clearly all business, right? Yeah. Uh, it's very, very interesting. Yeah. 4.7 million views in three days for Logan Paul and KSI go undercover at Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and, oh, and 5.1 million for I started a drink company with KSI. Mm-hmm. So my goodness, right? Yep. Yep. So 
I think that is uh, that is it. So basically, the moral of the story is like you can, uh, if you feel like you have like a like a punchable, <laughs> a punchable demeanor, you can monetize that and yeah. make it and become very rich off that. That's impressive. It could be. We should start punching out ourselves. Yeah. I can punch you, and you can punch me. Yep. That will make be, it into an NFT. That would I bet you that would do very well. Except yeah. I'd get arrested, and you'd be allowed to just go free. Oh. Damn. Because you know, can I, I inherit your money then? Yes, yes, you can. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, once uh, I'm in jail, mm-hmm. I will then, yeah, yeah. No, and then I'll just exchange it for cigarettes, and then you have <laughs> currency and ramen. You'll put it in the. You'll put it in my. Uh, what's it called? The commissary. Yeah, the commissary basically. fund. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm like, here's all your cigarettes and ramen. Have fun with that. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's very nice of you. <laughs> yeah. I can always count on you when I go to jail. If I go to jail. Exactly. Like uh, I, I've never been, but if I do, <laughs> you're my, I'll have. What I'll have to do is I'll have to memorize your phone number. Uh, uh, my number is super easy. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to memorize your phone number mm-hmm. so that I can call you and like you have a collect call coming from whatever da, prison. Da, 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 da. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. you'll be like, I do not accept, and then you'll just keep the money and, and go on about your day. Yeah, I'm like, here you go, you guys. This is Brett's money, and I just give it everybody. I'm like, here's your bonus for you have, me. You have a giveaway on yeah. the show. Like, you take, like you're sitting in this seat that I'm mm-hmm. in now, and you're like, this is my show now. This is my show, and I'm giving it away and we're gonna, all Brett's money. And we're going to give away Brett's money, and we're going to talk about The Simpsons and <laughs> Demon Slayer. And we're gonna talk about all animation news, and that's and and, and we're gonna give away Brett's money. That's what mm-hmm. we're gonna do. Thanks, Brett, for going to jail <laughs> because he won't answer my calls. Yeah, so I had him hit me, and then I hit him, <laughs> but then I got him in trouble for hitting me. Yeah, because uh, n- equality, equality. But yeah, also, I'm giving away his money because he didn't answer my calls and cigarettes. Oh man, <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> we're terrible people. Uh, no, no, we're not. This is a hypothetical. Mm. But since you're being so mean, I say we just call it a day. <laughs> I'm not being mean. You're being kind of mean. No, I'm trying to save you in prison. In pr- prison that I'm going to go to because you can punch me, but I can't punch you. No, I wouldn't punch you. I would just like hit you in the shoulder like well, we learn in self-defense class. Yeah, there you go. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Apparently, I hit real hard. It was so hard that my pinky fingernail popped off that's uh that's impressive Mm -hmm. it's very impressive i know like i hit lydia and then i was like what flew over there she's like oh i don't know i didn't feel anything and then i looked and it was my nail you should go back you should continue self-defense classes uh you should get you should should just start learning brazilian jiu-jitsu i want to learn krav maga because that's the only um fighting style where you don't move as much but it gives you maximum um impact miracle's like i want to learn something i just don't want to move a lot <laughs> well it's because like that's what my friend um he's a, a correctionals officer in pennsylvania and he's also a certified peace officer and he recommended that for what's me what's the difference between a, a correctionals officer and a certified peace officer so a peace officer basically he's allowed so- to carry his gun in any state okay and, and they don't have to go like, hey, do you have a warrant? He's like, dude, I'm a police officer. Peace or police? He's not no, a police peace. officer. Yeah. He's do, a peace one. Do you know what COP stands for? No, do you tell me. Citizen on patrol. Oh, that's cute. Yep. Yep. Uh, fun fact. It was like uh, mm-hmm. I blew every, like we were at. Uh, you blew what? We, we, I blew everyone away last night when I told mm-hmm. uh, Okay, nobody actually cared. Uh, <laughs> we, were t- we got to talking about Eminem mm-hmm. or something like that. I'm like, do you guys know what Eminem stands for? No, please tell. And they're like, uh, and they thought I was talking about the candy at first. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I'm talking about the rapper. And it says, every mother is nice except for mine. 
Oh, I mine. think he said that in an interview once. Every mother is nice except mine. Yep, mm-hmm. that's what. Uh, that's what. Uh, um, I, I wanted to have that tidbit when we talked about Eminem the other day, mm-hmm. but I completely forgot it. Or maybe we did mention it. Nope, we, no, did we didn't. Not. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So, what do you got going the rest of the day? Uh, bread this girl continue working. Yep, and back to work. Yep. It's the middle. It's the start of the week. So, and I'm yeah. gonna get back to. I'm gonna start watching Archive 81. You didn't finish. I'm. I'm through, well, I, I watched it all in one day, and Brett, it's like you can't finish that all in one day. And I, I was never like, said I that. Did. I said. I said. I don't think you retained everything. I. Think I don't I did. think you did. Uh, we're I gonna, think well, I'm gonna quiz you, um, because <laughs> I, I don't think you did. That, okay. Those episodes were so long. Like, well, I liked it a lot, um, but there were certain parts that I didn't like because, like, I don't like horror or like anything that's like jump scare like. So I was like, oh no, the scary part. And you fast forward through it. No, I didn't. I. Um, for the scary parts of scary movies, basically, I let it play, but I cover myself. Okay. Well, well that <laughs> it's it dumb. Is, it is what it is. Yeah, it's dumb. Or I just like um, look at something else yep. because, like, if I don't look at it, um, it doesn't bother me. Yep. I've found that, like, as much as I've always hated horror, mm-hmm. it bothers me. It doesn't bother me anymore because movies like televisions are so big and so real looking, mm-hmm. and HD is so real looking that the death scenes always look fake to me now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, well, there was technically no death scene. No, I haven't. I'm mm-hmm. just saying in general. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So we're gonna talk about episode one tomorrow. Oh, nice. Uh, I might if I get through episode two, we'll talk about episodes one and two, and then we'll f- talk about the rest on mm-hmm. Sunday for the Monday show. I love it how he told me to watch this series, watch four episodes, and we're gonna talk about it. And he, that's our agreement. Watch four, and then talk about the other four later. I'm I'm having a hard time doing. Uh, this is why I like week to week because mm-hmm. I hate like because when I we try to review everything all at once, mm-hmm. eventually you just miss out on stuff. Like there's stuff there's stuff that I've written down that I'm gonna want to talk about that mm-hmm. would not be important enough to talk about if we yeah. just talk about it all at once. So mm-hmm. well, we will. Yeah, we'll get so, there. So Miracle, why don't you just t- share with everyone your social media so they know how to find you <laughs> in case you need to call them and uh, in, in give case them they need cigarettes to call, and ramen. In case they need to get uh, cigarettes and ramen from you in jail for you in well, jail. Well, I'm gonna keep your ramen. I'm just gonna give you two packs and then keep the rest because that's my survival. So, so food. how do they get? Uh, h- how do they find you on social media? I don't have social media because it rots your brain. This is true, mm-hmm. guys. If you want to follow me on social media, however, you can follow me at Brett Dasovic on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, you can follow me there. And also, if you want to follow the podcast, uh, first, what I would do is have you go over to the YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the channel. We would appreciate that greatly. If you watch the videos, like the videos, leave comments. That always helps in the algorithm. And then if you go into the description of any of the segmented YouTube videos, there is a link to the Spotify playlist, which has the full unabridged episodes start to finish, which you can listen to on your way to or from work or while doing anything throughout your day. It is also available on Amazon Music. It's available on Apple Podcasts and Pandora. Mm -hmm. And you can follow us on social media on Twitter at pop culture underscore show and on facebook and on tiktok and make our friend dane very happy follow us there at pop culture crisis and we will be back with episode 41 tomorrow and hannah claire will be here yay See you then, guys bye bye